around the world, the word indigenous has often been comprehended with an air of mysticism, even more so when it comes to geographical north, which seems so remote and unreachable for many. Perhaps it's because indigenous people are literally the first to settle on the land and thus are the source of folk myths and magical fairy tales we hear as children from generation to another. Or perhaps it's just a sheer ignorance of civilizations. In the 21st century, we would like to believe that we have moved forward, recognizing indigenous cultures and understanding their importance, their heritage, better than anyone before us. But do we really? On February 6th, we celebrate the Sami National Day. Sami are indigenous people spread over the northern parts of Finland, Norway, Sweden and Kola Peninsula in Russia. They have traditionally pursued a variety of livelihoods, a semi-nomadic reindeer herding probably being the best known of them. Sami don't have a single language, but a group of distinct languages, six of which have their own written standards. All of them are at some degree of endangerment. This is Literature from Finland. I'm Urte from Helsinki Literary Agency. And today, Sami musician, writer and activist, twice a nominee for the Nordic Council Literature Prize, Niels Holmberg, discusses Sami culture in the context of Finnish history and literature. Welcome, and I'm so, so happy to have you here and to have this opportunity to talk to you. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Um, this might sound as a very cliche question, and I'm sure you have heard this many, many times before, but can you tell us a little bit about your background? Um, uh, where exactly did you grow up, and what was it like growing up as a Sami boy in Finland in the 90s? Um, I grew up in a small village uh, called Otsajok or Otsjoki, which is a Sami village uh, by the, well, Otsajok is also a river. Uh, it's a small river that, well, not that small, but it runs into a bigger river called Tietnu or Teno, uh, which is, a, yeah, it's a legendary river for for, for the Atlantic salmon. Um And uh, I grew up in the village, and uh, uh, I grew up in a family with strong uh, cultural um, awareness. And and uh, my parents, they um, well, first of all, my mother tongue is North Sami, um, and um, yeah, um, we spend a lot of time outdoors. And they sort of um, they made sure that the traditional Sami um life values and sustainable ways are are that I'm I grow up being aware of them and and sort of value them and um as a child I all I wanted to do was uh fishing and uh spending time with the reindeer although we were not reindeer herders as as many Sami are. Also I have to mention that uh that Uh, the Finnish culture also was uh, evident and present uh, from my very early childhood, um, and Finnish language was uh, similarly spoken in the village, and uh, so I grew up being aware of cultural differences and uh, eventually the the tensions uh, 
that that sort of spring from from those two right. cultures uh, became very evident. Right, right. Do you think that um, uh, Sami culture and these tensions uh, that they have changed during your lifetime? Well, I've uh, certainly become more aware of them. That's for sure, um, especially. Uh, since I write about them, and uh, for that reason, I, I have been focusing on them, and um, yeah, and I think that uh, the the Sami youth in general are more and more aware of them, and um, and uh, yeah, I also pay attention to the you know the psychological effects that that the tension creates, like ambivalence and. Such things. Exactly. Yeah. When uh, Johanni Karela uh, was our podcast guest, uh, we discussed this mythology and exoticism that often surrounds the north of Finland. Um, and there has certainly been even more of that regarding the Sami culture. Um, but that back in the day would, you know, often lead uh, to even sort of colonialist thinking and behavior from, from the uh, southern people from the southern Finnish travelers and and so-called researchers at the time, if we think about the beginning of the twentieth century, um, do you think that today people and I'm talking not only Sami people but also Finnish people and other people that uh, we're more knowledgeable about Sami culture and history? Um, to some extent, I guess. Uh, although one has to acknowledge that. Uh, that even now the, the Finnish school system doesn't teach nearly anything about our our uh, culture, our existence as a as a as an indigenous people. And um, so, what I'm trying to say is that uh, that um, you know the general knowledge about us is not strong, and um, it's not uh, it's not that people are not interested or or not that they don't want to be sensitive about those things i think uh, what's changed is uh, you know people really at least in my experience wanting to be sensitive about them and and right. uh, and, and to be you know approach things in a in a right manner exactly You're right um although you know there's uh, the other side still exists and and there's uh, yeah there's still all kinds of attitudes um alive but um yeah some things i guess are probably changing for the better you know um nowadays our voice is heard a little bit better you know due to the you know social media and uh, exactly. and more more sami you know, artists and politicians are heard, and and uh, although it ha- it hasn't really affected on the political decision making yet, but people are getting more and more aware. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned social media because this is something that I really like to think about, and um, I think it's just so interesting to sort of think about Sami culture in the context of modern world. Uh, you know. We, when we talk about indigenous people, we, uh, you know, these mystifications come, and we often we it often leads us to think that they still live in the wilderness, sort of uh, disconnected from the from the outer world, and um, so the art that plays um, and that is visible in the 
sort of in the ways of modern culture like social media I think it's just so fascinating and and so refreshing in in some way. My last year's discovery was this um, Sami arti- artist uh, called Amok, who who does uh, who raps in Inari Sami language. And it My man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's just it's wonderful, and um, I don't understand a word, but I think it's it's very interesting, and that's the same applies to to your new book that is coming out now on the sixth of. February. Um, new novel, Halla Helle, um, a rather historical event in itself, as it is the first novel in decades that focuses on the Sami people. Um, it revolves exactly around these internal tensions and cultural differences that, that uh, you mentioned. A young man called Samu leaves his life in south of Finland behind and moves to Utsioki, following the famed Sami painter Elle, uh, known by her artistic name Halla Helle, um, and I think there are so so many interesting and important components in this story. First of all, there is of course the Sami culture, um, and uh, you know these small details about the local people, how they speak, uh, their everyday life, generational differences. Um, there is this young man who tries to understand the culture. Uh, but at the same time, he he also knows that uh, he'll always be somewhat of an al- alien to to everything. Um, there is the storyline of Elle's Elle's burnout and depression and complete seclusion, um, and also a very thought provoking line of of her almost militant activism. And I think it's it's very interesting that you chose a non Sami character to explore the culture. So. What do we learn from Samu about the importance of symbols and about the right to voice indigenous people? Yeah, um, that was a good lead up. Um, uh, just to clarify something, we still live in in the, you know something that around something that people call wilderness. We don't consider it wild. It's <laughs> it's a very you know, it's a common word uh, uh, which has a uh, a rather colonial background from the you know the, like five hundred years ago and stuff, um, and this is also something that Samo finds out when he when he um, stays there and um <clears throat> yeah he I I it was a very important uh, like a uh, a moment for me. Actually, the whole idea for the story was created with the with with this idea of uh, of uh, telling, of of approaching these issues from a from a Finnish or a rather non-Sami uh, perspective, right. uh, because there's a lot of questions that are asked about us. There's a lot of um, like uh, common attitudes and um, and certain rhetorics. Uh, and um, to sort of to get into that and to perhaps to provide some answers or suggestions I thought it very effective uh, uh, to approach it from the non-Sami perspective Um, about the symbols um, he, uh, he eventually understands that symbols are not only you know dead things uh, that are pictures or, or, or material things. 
but rather they are something that live inside of us that they sort of uh, they serve us uh, something like uh, they 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 serve us um, because there is this uh, Jungian psychology in the very right. center of this story, and uh, and and uh, unconscious plays an important role. Yeah. Um, things that we are not aware of yeah. happening in our psyche. And uh, and there's always something, uh, and he as he thinks this, uh, the unconscious serves as a as a compensation for our conscious attitudes. Right. Uh, so these symbols are something that the unconscious uses to 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 tell to to alert the consciousness uh, conscious consciousness <laughs> right, of right. those uh, of those uh, perhaps damaging attitudes. And uh, the symbols, uh, they come from uh, our myths, our mythology. Right. And in that way, um, Samu starts to understand something from a more perhaps scientific perspective, something that he has felt is a little bit too mystical to him and, right. and, and something that, you know, uh, he considers to mm, not... Um, Credible, perhaps. Right, right. So it serves as a this sort of um, this serves as a some sort of a bridge between the, the cultural gaps. Right, that's that's so interesting. Uh, I mentioned um, I mentioned this. This is the first novel in decades focusing on Sami people and their culture. Why do you think? Uh, it is still so rare to have a Sami writer um, or artist in general opening your culture to wider audiences. Or is it rare? Am I again being <laughs> projecting some sort of stereotypes? Um, it's uh, well, it's certainly rare that uh, that uh, a piece like this gets uh, as a, as a wide audience as as this is now gonna get, or or that it uh, gets uh, attention like this. Uh, of, but um, to answer your question, why it's uh, so rare? It's because we are so few. <laughs> <laughs> we are not so many. Right. Um, and there's there are novels and there are other other you know uh, fields of art that our people uh, use to tell our things. But uh, yeah, this is uh, I believe uh, in a in a long while a first. Um, novel that widely uh, approaches these things and and especially uh, uh, you know a novel written by a a Sami person an indigenous uh, uh, writer our stories have been um, well there's many like non-indigenous people um, who try to do the the same thing (laughs) yeah who have sort of uh, consider our history interesting and uh, exotic and they have uh, used our stories and uh, and um, now we feel that it's uh, well we have felt for a while that it's very important for us to to make sure that we are the ones who tell our stories right right and would you say that it's the same in all the countries i mean in norway sweden in finland or uh, maybe in Sweden and Norway, especially Sweden, where Sami people 
there are more of them, uh, maybe the positions of their art are a bit stronger as well. Uh, yeah, there's mo- most um, the majority of Sami people are in Norway. Um, the position is not different. It's pretty much the same, I would say, right. even though there are more of us um, uh, there. Or actually, that's the wrong way of putting it because uh, where uh, most of the Sami, in my understanding, in in uh, in uh, you know in these countries. Uh, or these areas that uh, we call Sweden and Norway, they are Sami land for me. Right. To me. Right. Um, and uh, they are just occupied by these yeah. states. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Environmental questions have a very important place in all your work, including this new novel. Um, I have recently been reading articles about Greenland, for instance, and how climate change um, is directly affecting Inuit's uh, livelihood. And I, I would assume Sami people are probably experiencing uh, something similar. So how climate change is um, felt and accepted in Sami, Sami community? Yeah, that's a good question. There's actually a character in, this, in my novel who, who talks about this, an old Sami guy. Um, uh, like it affects just as it, it affects uh, the lives of uh, the Inuit and other Arctic indigenous peoples it, it affects our, our lives in a similar manner um, especially those who still practice the traditional livelihoods such as reindeer herding and fishing and, and so on um, there's many examples um uh, there's challenges. Uh, the 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 nature is behaving in a different way, uh, which uh, causes a lot of challenges for the reindeer herders. For example, the weathers are changing constantly uh, more often than than before, um, and also there's um, I hear a lot of old people saying that the old like uh, nature signs you know the signs how yeah. what's how the weather is going to change and, and right. there there were certain signs uh, people uh, ha- had learned to read yeah yeah and predict and predict mm. they're not valid anymore yeah. uh, not all of them uh, so stuff like that has changed and um, you know for example uh, uh, the color of the ice when it's strong enough to walk on Right. Uh, so stuff like that, and um, yeah. Um, so it's definitely felt in a very uh, obvious kind of way, I would say, or sort of felt. It's concrete. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's mm. the word. Mm. Um, Elle, one of the main characters in your novel, expresses a lot of criticism towards environmentalists and naturalists, and she claims that. They're taking an imperialist approach and applying laws without uh, taking local people's opinions into account. Are we making any progress in this sense in Finland? I hear uh, s- uh, slow improvements are are happening. Um, that's also, of course, something that the politicians know more about. You know, the Sami politicians who. Who, um, for example, uh, tried to come up with, uh, you know, fishing regulations together with the 
with uh, scientists and uh, yeah as you said uh, or as you as you hinted at the, the the problem is that our our traditional knowledge on how the how the ecosystem works is not taken into account when when regulations are made and when when decision making uh, on our land use takes place um, and we are being treated very often as chi- uh, children who who uh, should be you know protected from themselves right yeah and uh, which is a funny thing because we have lived there for thousands of years and uh, and uh, we have not uh, destroyed the surroundings and uh, we have uh, taken care of the exactly as part of the ecosystem and this is a, a huge difference also um, mentioned by Elle in mm-hmm. this book that that whereas uh, the western uh, naturalists often um, they see nature as something that's outside of uh, you know the human world exactly and we traditionally and still we 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 consider us as a part of the the ecosystem and a- anything we do uh, has an effect and um, yeah this uh, there was an example of uh, you know preserving they wanted to preserve the atlantic salmon by you know some were even suggesting that uh, the fishing should be completely illegal for five ten years and uh, right and this is a crazy idea because people have been fishing there for thousands of years like uh, there are proofs of uh, six more than six thousand years of, of uh, local Im- inhabitants due to uh, you know salmon right. there and uh, so it's a long history of being part of the ecosystem of the river and if you just suddenly take this away there is no guarantee of what's going to happen what kind of chain effects will happen yeah. so this is an just an example of of some very like naive thoughts on how nature and ecosystem works right right generally kind of on the same topic and something that we mentioned in the beginning, um, what is the relationship between, um, well, northern Finnish and then Finnish people in general and then Sami people nowadays? Um, many have seen a Swedish movie Sami Blood from 2018 that revealed this discrimination politics that was going on in the early 20th century. Um, only a couple of years ago, I was watching this interview with a uh, Swedish Sami musician in Joiker, Maxi Damarak, who uh, told that there is still an sort of ongoing war between the local Swedish people and Sami people. Um, so what kind of situation do we have in Finland at the moment? Yeah, we certainly have our differences. Um, I wouldn't call it war. That's too black and white for me. Right. Uh, there's many kinds of relationships and, you know... Uh, I don't want to generalize. There's a, we have a lot of Finnish allies and and, and like uh, righteous Finnish people who who help us and uh, who are you know standing there with us, who know our history and so forth. And then there's Finnish people who 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 are racist and uh, who who don't want to acknowledge our. Um, existence as an indigenous people and our self-determination right to self-determination um 
<laughs> there's uh it it even goes to some like uh, comical um areas there's um there's people there who who claim that we have come from elsewhere and and they are the true right. native people and <laughs> it's like everywhere probably we yeah. we have these kind of people all yeah. over the world i yeah, guess yeah it's funny so so i don't want to generalize there's all all kinds of people all kinds of relationships but sure there there's still some problematic attitudes um uh thriving right if you happen to be born in an indigenous community such as Sami, um, and you happen to become an artist along the way, um, do you automatically feel an obligation to make your art about that indigenous cult- culture to be its representative? Are you allowed uh, not to be? You're certainly allowed, but... Uh, <laughs> well, and that I'm was sort of in quotation marks, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do. Um, and again, I don't want to generalize too much, but pretty much, yeah. Uh, because, and it's not even a conscious decision, at least it never has been for me. It, it's an automatic thing, because when you have this... Um, uh, how, to, how to put it... Um, this uh, autumn, like um, conscious connection, understanding of this uh, symbiotic uh, connection to the, to your surroundings, right? Um, and uh, and if you are in a situation where where the surroundings and the connection to the surroundings is uh, some way threatened, it's uh, it's almost a question of you know. Um, it's it's like uh, protecting the the surroundings is protecting you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a question of survival. Yeah, almost. it's a soil of Right, right. Yeah, yeah self protection. Exactly. Um, it's it's not even uh, you know um, conscious uh, at, at times. It's it's yes. something it's in- that comes. Instinct. Yeah, it's it comes instinctly. Um, so yeah, at least for me, I never decided to 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 speak about those issues. You know, right. people talk about what's important to them, and this is what's important to us. Yeah. To finish, uh, three very literary questions. Um, who is your current literary crush? Um, I recently read a collection of poems by a Finnish uh, poet, Kaisa Ias. Okay. Um, What's the name of the collection? Aurinkokelloja. Aurinkokelloja. Okay. Something Sound like clocks. that. Yeah. <laughs> I was very impressed of that. And it's... Uh, I I really like this old Finnish modernists, Eva-Lisa Manner and, yeah. uh, and um, Mirka Rekola. And there was something similar in there. Something... Uh, yeah. yeah. So I, w- I, was r- I really liked that. Um but I, I, I also want to mention uh, mention uh, Carl Jung. It's it's <laughs> not a fun, it's not a it's not a fun, like fine literary fine yeah, literature right. crush. But it it was so important for me uh, in the process of writing this book. Right, right. And there's uh, as I said, there's something there that uh, I think. Um, well, to put it this way, I think he's one of the. He's uh, definitely one of uh, the few Western thinkers who have uh, gotten closest to 
to the way we think about things right in some ways right <laughs> so that's that's one yeah it's a good reason to to have a crush on a person <laughs> <laughs> which author you're following on social media and why at the moment none because uh, i i just recently uh, deleted my instagram account and i'm barely on facebook i just have an artist page there so i'm not following anyone at the moment <laughs> talk about living in the modern modern finland as a sami <laughs> person <laughs> yeah right. yeah i i don't know I, i you know i don't like spending too much time on you know looking at screens yeah so um yeah that's, that's my a, answer that's a healthy decision uh what is the best sentence that you last read in the book This is um, dangerous because now I'm sort of translating a poem in Finnish, but it was like uh, to put it in 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 non-poetic uh, translation. It's like uh, uh, it was something by Mirka Rekola, who I just mentioned. It was like, uh, "Where are you? Behind which curtain are you hiding?" And the other one answers, "I am the curtain." Thank you, Nilas Holmberg. This was Literature from Finland, brought to you by Helsinki Literary Agency and hosted by me, Urte. Special thanks to Petri Latvala for the design and Alessandro Dana for the music and to colleagues Urpo, Vivi and Kai. And don't forget to tune in next month. <laughs>